Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at mynsc.org. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon. Um, so today I just uh, felt led to talk to you a little bit about prayer. So I called it Bothering God, Praying with Persistence. And I think prayer is its something that we talk a lot about here at New Song. We offer it to you here in our services. Just a couple of minutes ago, we offered that prayer time during our worship service for you to come and get prayed for. Uh, we as a staff, we pray for you guys every single day. We have a specific time that we spend praying for each and every one of you throughout the week. And I know this is true for me, and I think probably some of you, I think there's some things that I just can't bother God with. It's too insignificant. I can't, I can't bother, bother God with that. Well, whatever that thing may be, whether you think it's significant or not, I'm telling you God wants to be bothered by it. And so hopefully I'm going to show you how to do that before you leave today. So Jesus, he teaches on prayer in multiple places in the Bible. He sets a great example for prayer that we're going to dive into in just a little bit. But first, um, when we're talking about persistence, I want to start in the book of Matthew. So Matthew 7, uh, this will be up on the screen, or you can turn to it if you have your Bibles. Matthew 7, verse 7 says, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So those of you in here who are parents, I'm sure that you know what it's like to be bothered at the most inopportune time. You've got a little kid asking for a snack. Mom, can I have a snack? Mom, can I have a snack? But have any of you ever given in because your child has been so persistent? Yes? Okay. How many of you aren't willing to tell us that you've given in because they've been so persistent? (laughs) Just little things like that. Maybe you had a friend that needed help painting their living room and you don't like to paint, but you knew they were going to keep asking and asking and asking until you agreed. So you just agreed to do so. Well, I'm going to get into the how in a little bit, but I'm going to talk about the what first. What is prayer? So sometimes I think as Christians or just as humans, actually, I think we can have a tendency to overcomplicate things. There's not a big complicated formula when it comes to prayer. There's not a big, there's not a list. And number one, number two, number three. And then if I do these three things, I'm going to get this. That's not how it works. Um, Prayer is simply talking with Jesus. That's number one. If you want to write that down, prayer is simply talking with Jesus. I'd say that most of us want a better relationship with Jesus. I know I do. Think about all the different relationships in your life right now. Maybe it's a spouse, a family member, a friend, you're in relationship with that person because you talk to them. There is no relationship without communication. If you don't talk to that person, you don't have a relationship with them. That's what it takes. So I don't think we have a talking problem in our lives, in our prayer lives. Sometimes I think it's a communication problem. So I don't have time today to talk about everything when it comes to prayer because the Bible says a lot about it. Jesus taught about it. There's a lot of things Um, that the Bible says about prayer. But my hope for you, New Song, is that after today, you're either going to start talking to Jesus, because maybe there's some of you in this room that have never talked to him before. You're either going to start talking to Jesus, you're going to continue talking to Jesus, 
or maybe you're going to talk to Jesus more. And that's my hope for you today, new song. So will you pray with me? Father, I thank you so much for today. I just thank you for the opportunity um, that you've given me just to speak and just to um, share your word, God, and just to encourage my church family. God, I thank you for each and every person in this room today. Um, I just pray a blessing down upon them. I pray that we would all have open hearts to hear what you have to say um, and that we would be willing to make the changes that we need to make in our lives to have that better relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, how many of you, and this is actually, I wanna, I wanna hand raise on this question. How many of you have somebody in your life that you tell everything to? Like every single thing? Okay, some of you. All right, maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a therapist. Maybe it's your best friend. Um, most of us have that person, or maybe it's two people that we share everything with. But most people, they don't share everything with everyone. In fact, I would advise against that, okay? You don't need to share everything with everyone, but we look for people that we can trust based on whatever the subject matter may be. So maybe you're looking for someone um, to advise you on your finances, okay? You're probably not gonna go to your buddy who's been bankrupt three times. I would encourage you not to go to your buddy who's been bankrupt three times for advice on your finances. The, the fruit from their life just doesn't, is not conducive to that. Or you're probably not going to go to your friend who's been divorced three times for relationship advice. So just, new song, don't take advice from someone that you're not willing to trade places with. If you're not willing to trade places with them on whatever that subject matter is, it's probably not a person you should be taking advice from. But we have someone, we have someone who is an expert on everything, Jesus can be trusted with everything. He's an expert on everything, and he wants to talk to you about it. He wants to talk with us. He cares about your finances. He cares about your relationships. He cares when you're disappointed that you didn't win the raffle that you entered last weekend. He cares about all those little things. He, he cares about everything, and he is qualified to give us advice about everything. He's actually overqualified. He walked here on this earth. He experienced all the same things that we do, the temptations, everything, the frustrations, all of those things. He experienced those as well. So I think some of us, and I know I do this, we tend to go to everyone else except for Jesus for help. We call our mom. I know I do. I call my mom all the time. I ask her questions all the time. We maybe we put a post on Facebook and we ask for recommendations. Hey, what should I do about this? Or we talk with our coworkers at lunch and we, you know, hash out whatever problem we may be having. And then once we've done all of those things and we still don't have an answer, we still haven't figured out whatever our problem is, then we go to Jesus and ask for help. But what if, what if we went to Jesus first? What if we did that the other way around? So letter A, prayer should be our first response and not our last resort. Jesus should be the first one that we go to with that problem, not the last one that we go to. There are multiple times in my life, looking back on it now, where I can see if I would have just prayed for that initially, if I would have just talked to God about it at first, I would have saved myself a lot of time. There's instances when I would have saved myself some money. If I would have just talked to him about it first, rather than trying to figure it out myself, figure it out with other people, all of these different things. If I would have just talked to Jesus first, it would have saved me a lot of trouble. And God wants us to talk to him about those things. He knows um, what you should do about that career decision you're trying to make. 
He knows what you need. He knows when you've had a bad day. He knows all of those things. And he's just waiting for you to talk to him about it. So prayer is just, it's just talking to God. All it is, is talking to God and God wants to be bothered. He wants to be bothered by us. Hebrews chapter four, verse 14 says, so then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all the same testings that we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So in the message version, that last verse there says, he's been through weakness and testing. He experienced it all. I just said that. He experienced everything, the temptations, everything that we go through. He experienced everything but the sin. And then that last sentence, it says, so let's walk right up to him. Let's walk right up to him. Jesus is not some stuck up famous person that's standing up on a stage that you can't talk to. I think in the media, especially now, they portray um, some of those famous people as, oh, I, they can't be bothered by the insignificant little regular people. They can't, um, they, they're portrayed as stuck up better than everybody else, can't be bothered by the little details. But Jesus is famous. Jesus is, I would argue, the most famous person. And he wants to be bothered. He's into those little details. Philippians chapter four verse six and seven. I'm going to read this portion of scripture a couple of times this morning. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Pray about everything. New song, it says it right there, plain as day. I like scriptures like this, because it's pretty black and white. It says, pray about everything. It's right there. Pray about everything. Those things that we think God can't be bothered with, he wants to know about them. He wants to know about everything. He wants to talk with you about the small stuff. Because, and and you can write this down, small is not insignificant. The small stuff, it's not insignificant to Jesus. He wants to know the details. He wants to know when you're happy, because you got the parking spot in the front row. He wants to know when you're disappointed. He wants to know the little stuff. Even just this week, honestly, one of my prayers was, Jesus, that was my favorite pair of socks. Please help me find the other one. Those little tiny details, those little things, just because it's small or it seems small, doesn't mean that it's insignificant, okay? Jesus wants to hear about the small stuff, but he also wants to hear about the big stuff. Big is not intimidating. Letter C, you can write that down. Big is not intimidating. Yes, Jesus, he wants to hear about the small stuff. He wants to hear about all the little details, but the big stuff, he also wants to hear about the big stuff. There's nothing too big for him. New song, God cannot be shocked. He can't be shocked by anything that you tell him. He already knows. He knows the big things and he's not gonna be shocked by it when you talk to him about it. He just wants to talk to you about it. He's qualified. Jesus is qualified and he can be trusted to share our life with. Hebrews 4, 16, it talked about coming to him boldly. We can come to him boldly and being bold just means being courageous or confident or fearless, walking right up to him without fear. 
you can talk to Jesus about anything. He's not intimidated by a question. He's not intimidated by any question that you might have for him. He's not going to be shocked by anything that you tell him. That's what prayer is all about. It's just communicating with Jesus, communicating with Jesus. But here's the deal. Communication, it's a two-way street. It's not just continuous talking. It's not just continuous talking to Jesus, but it's also listening. It's also listening to what he has to say to us. Number two, prayer is simply Jesus talking with us. Prayer is simply Jesus talking with us, developing those listening skills. It's a process. It takes time. Um, I'm not sure if any of you have elementary kids and if this is still a thing, but when I was in elementary school, there was an active listener award at the end of the school year, or I don't know, maybe it was a weekly thing. I don't know. I never won it. I, <laughs> I, I never came close to even winning that award, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure my report cards always said, good student, but tendency to be too social. And I'm pretty sure that's probably the politically correct way of saying, yeah, she's pretty smart, but she talks too much. The teachers, a lot of time, you have the little desk groupings. They would put me in a grouping with boys because they knew I wouldn't talk to the boys, but I would talk to the girls. So listening, it's a learned skill. It's something that you can learn. I would say I'm better about listening now than I was in elementary school, but it's still something that I have to work on every single day. You can just um, ask some of my coworkers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how, many of you, how many of you have a friend that just loves to talk, that they just love to hear themselves talk? You don't have to raise your hand. Maybe if you didn't raise your hand, maybe you're the one that loves to listen to yourself talk. But this is just a person, they love to hear their own voice and you have a conversation with them and when it's over, you think, well, I didn't get to say anything. Like, I, I, that wasn't a conversation, that was a monologue of them talking to me and you don't feel like you've said a word. Well, in Proverbs chapter three, verse five, it says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything that you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. Listen for God's voice. So new song, when you pray, whose voice do you love to listen to the most? Is it Jesus's voice or is it your own voice? This right here, this, make, this is what makes us different from every single religion in the world is that the God that we serve is alive. He's alive and he's active and he wants a relationship with us. He's, he's not some dead thing that we worship. He is alive and he wants to have that conversation with us. We just have to listen to what he has to say. So now I'll say, I, I have never heard the audible voice of God. I've never heard the audible voice of God. That just means out loud, the out loud voice of God. Now, could he speak to me audibly? Absolutely. I believe that with my whole heart. He could speak to me audibly if he wanted to, but why would he need to do that when he has a direct line of communication to my mind? God can speak directly to your mind. Now, sometimes I know it's like, well, an audible voice would be nice. Absolutely. But he can speak directly to our minds. And we have so many things in this day and age that are constantly speaking to our minds. God thoughts, hopefully, just those thoughts that God puts directly into our minds. I don't know if you've ever been maybe in Kroger or someplace and you see someone that you know and you think, oh, maybe I should you know, go talk to them or maybe I should go pray for them. Or you've just been sitting at home watching TV and all of a sudden one of your friends, their name pops into your head. Like, oh, well, maybe I should send them a text message. Maybe I should check in on them. Maybe I should see how they're doing. Those are the type of thoughts that God can just put those in our heads. 
those don't, those, our minds don't always come up with those on our own. Your mind is just not going to think, oh, well, I need to text my best friend. You know, maybe it does, but God can put those thoughts into our minds and he can put those directly into our minds. So not only do we have those God thoughts that can be put on our minds, but we also have distractions. There's advertisements on the TV, on our phones, everywhere that just bombard us all day long. And we have Satan. We have Satan who loves to put those thoughts of doubt, those thoughts of temptation, and he loves to put those directly into our mind as well. So let me ask you this, which thoughts are you letting through? Which thoughts are you letting through into your mind? 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 tells us, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That tells us to take every thought captive. So what thoughts are you letting through? What voices are you listening to? Are you, what thoughts are you letting through? And which ones are you saying, mm, that's not a God thought. I'm going to take that captive and get rid of it. Okay, doing that training for your mind. The Bible says right here that we can do that. We can take those thoughts captive and get rid of them. So just a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Justin, um, he talked about the peace of God. And if you were here, if you're not, you can go look up that sermon online. Um, but he taught on the fact that peace is not gained through distractions. So if you're, if you're searching for peace, you're not gonna find it by turning on the television, all those distractions and those things, that's not where you're going to find your peace. And I would add to that a little bit in that those distractions, they can actually block the voice of God in our lives. The question is not, is Jesus speaking to us? Because he is. Jesus is speaking to us all the time. The question is, are we listening to him? Are we listening to Jesus? Are we willing to listen to what Jesus is saying to us through the Holy Spirit? And do we have the space we need in our lives to hear him? Prayer is just talking to Jesus. It's communicating with him. It's talking, it's listening. There's no postural formula. That's what I'm going to call it. So I know a lot of times we say, bow your heads. Or um, at the dinner table, maybe with your kids, you say, you know, okay, we're going to fold our hands. So those things are awesome, okay? Those are good things. And if you want, you can do the research on some of those things and the meaning behind those. But God is not going to answer your prayer yes or answer exactly what you want just because your hands are a certain way. He's not going to say, oh, well, she didn't fold her hands this time, so I'm not going to answer that prayer. That's, that's not how he works. Prayer is for us. It's for our hearts. It's something that we can talk directly to God now, I'm not saying that folding your hands is bad. That's not what I'm saying at all. In fact, it's a good thing. But I'm, what I'm saying is that it doesn't have to be required. It's not something that God is, okay, yes, she bowed her head. She is on her knees. She folded her hands. She turned off the music. She's not driving. Okay, then I can answer her prayer. It's, it's not a checklist like that. God just wants to talk with us. Prayer is also, it's not a wish list. It's not a genie and a lamp. We rub the lamp, genie comes out, and God says, all right, you get three wishes. Um, I want a bunch of money, I want a new car, and I want that really expensive pair of shoes. It's like, all right, you, you rub the lamp so you get your three wishes. That's not, that's not how it works. It's not wishes. Okay, yes, absolutely, God wants us to ask him for the things that we need, but it's not a wish list. Prayer is just a conversation. It's a conversation back and forth, back and forth between you and Jesus. So now that I've taught you the what, we're going to talk about the how. 
And so this is the part that we put into action. And so this is not by any means a comprehensive list. These are just a couple of things, new song, hopefully some tools that I can give you if you want to start talking to Jesus or talk to Jesus more. These are just some things that you can use. So I know some of you are thinking like, okay, I'm not so great at communicating. You talk about talking to Jesus. I'm not a talker. Maybe some of you are introverts. You don't like to talk. I don't know what that's like, but all you have to do in this with prayer is, how do I do this? I'm going to show you that all you have to do is copy Jesus. We have someone that we can copy every single behavior that Jesus did. You've done that before, right? You've, oh, I like that lady's hair. I'm going to do that to my hair. Or I don't know what it is about men and their lawns, but oh, I like how he mowed his lawn. I'm going to go get that lawnmower so I can mow my lawn like that. It's one of you guys will have to explain that to me. I don't understand it. But we copy people, we imitate people and that, that are doing it the right way. And if, there anyone, if there's anyone that we should copy, it's Jesus, right? It's Jesus. So number one, you can write this down. Find your certain place. Find your certain place. In Luke 11, Jesus was um, talking to his disciples, and he was, this is the chapter that teaches them about prayer. But in Luke 11, verse 1, it says, Jesus was in a certain place praying. It says that numerous times throughout the Gospels. It talks about Jesus and how he would go off and pray. He would go to a certain place and pray. A few weeks ago, if you were here, Pastor Chad, he talked to us about his, finding your Bethel place finding your Bethel place. And I would encourage you to go back and listen to that sermon. If you weren't here, listen to that one on our website. But where is your certain place? Do you have that certain place? Do you have a place where you can go and communicate best with Jesus? Now you can communicate with Jesus anywhere, anytime, anywhere. It can be in your car, in your house, right here on Sunday morning. You can communicate with Jesus 100% of the time but where is that certain place where you can go and maybe shut the door? Maybe it's a comfy chair in your living room where you do your morning devotions. Uh, if you've spent much time here, if you've come to New Song for a while, you've heard Pastor Justin, he calls it a prayer closet. Now that doesn't necessarily mean an actual closet, but it could. It could mean an actual closet that you go in and you shut the door. It's just a place where you can kind of shut yourself off from some of those distractions of your life and just spend that one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. Now, some of you who are moms, I know what you're thinking. Pretty sure I can read your mind. There's no place where I can go to get away from my kids. Like there's too many distractions in my life. I can't find that spot. Well, it means it just might take a little bit more planning on your part. Maybe it means even if your kids get up at 6 a.m., maybe you get up at 5.30 Maybe it's okay after the kids go to bed, instead of immediately sitting down and turning on the TV, maybe you find that certain place. You find that prayer closet after the kids go to bed. Finding that place, what that's going to do, it's going to help train your mind and train your thoughts. And just, just like anything else, it takes practice to think those God thoughts instead of those distractions that's, that can so easily bombard us. So it's the same technique that they say to use for studying. So I don't know if any of you have heard this before, um, but one of the things they say is that if you chew the same flavor of gum when you're studying for a test that you, and then you chew that same flavor of gum while you're taking the test, your body relates the two things and it helps you to recall that information because of the common action, the flavor and the act of chewing that gum. So for your certain place, it's the same idea. 
the act of going to that certain place, your mind and your body, it will learn, hey, this is my place. This is my safe space. This is where I'm free from distractions as best I can be. And it's going to help train your brain in, in that prayer time, in those God thoughts rather than the distractions. So with your certain place, set it up, make it comfortable, make it a place that you enjoy going to. Make it a place where you can feel the presence of God. And that might take a little while. And if you need any help or anything like that, as always, New Song, just come and talk to us. Number two on our how to pray list. Number two, you can write this down. Use his word. Use his word. One of the best ways to talk to God is through this book right here. Read it. Okay, new song. The, the verses that we share on Sunday morning, yes, they come from the Bible, but there is a whole lot more in this book than what we share with you on Sunday mornings. Even today, I maybe have or will share with you about 10 verses, 10 to 15 verses, but there's a whole lot more in this book. In Hebrews, in chapter four, verse 12, it says that the word of God is alive and active. It's not just, this is not just some dead textbook. Okay, yes, there's a lot of history in here and there's a lot of exciting stories, but it's something that we can interact with and it's gonna change you from the inside out. So stay in the word of God. If you are staying in the word of God, then that word of God is gonna stay in you. That's gonna be in your heart. And then when that uncertainty hits, if you are in that constant communication with God, he is gonna speak to you through this book. I don't know about any of you, but I know this has happened to me. Um, I let's say you've read a verse or a passage in the Bible and you've read it over and over and over. It's one of those common ones that you just read over and over. Maybe you've read it a hundred times, but then you come to a point, oh, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with this situation right now. And then you read that same passage for the hundred and first time and it gives you an answer, something that you're looking for. It's the same words. The words are the same, but God has used it to speak to you and to speak to your heart in relation to whatever that is you're going through. God can use this. Even if it's a verse you've read a ton of times, he can use that to speak to your heart. And that can counteract the uncertainty that you have going through. He's going to use this to speak to you. So in in the book of John, it says that um, the word is God. So if this right here, if this is him, if this is God, then the words inside it are going to be the words that he uses to speak to us. And that's, I think that's pretty exciting. Number three, confess your sins. Confess your sins. In Psalm 66, it says, for I cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened, but God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Our sin, it can get in the way. Just like our distractions, our sin can get in the way of our communication with God. The author of that Psalm says right there, had I not confessed my sin, the Lord would not have listened. If we truly want to communicate with God and open up those lines of communication, we must first confess our sins to him. And like I said earlier, you're not gonna shock God. He already knows what those sins are. He just wants you to confess and to talk about those with him. How much harder is it to communicate with someone when there's tension, right? If you have a friend and there's, I don't know, maybe one of you has said something to hurt the other one and there's some tension there, it's hard to communicate with them, even if you're in the same room. So just like between us and God, let's get all of that out of the way so we can have those open lines of communication with God. So confess those sins. Number four, be persistent. 
be persistent. Luke 11 says, then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Jesus used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom. Don't bother me. The door is locked for the night. My family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. So I would love to think that that just means, okay, that's permission for me to be annoying. But that's not the case. Persistence is not necessarily the act of wearing down God. You, if it's something that God's answer is no, you're not going to change his mind. You're not going to change God's mind. But the act of prayer is more about our hearts and believing that God will do what is right and provide what we need, even if, we, even if that doesn't match up with what we think we need. Because sometimes as humans, we're, we're sinners, Okay, we don't always know what's best for us. God knows what's best for us. And so continually asking, he will change our hearts and let those requests match up with what he wants for our lives. Number five, trust his response. Trust his response. So we've found our certain place. We've brought scripture into it. We've brought the Bible into it. We've confessed our sins. Trust his response. Another part of Luke 11 says this, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I'm going to read Philippians 4. This is the same thing I read before. Philippians 4 verse 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, these don't, it doesn't say anywhere in there, pray about everything and I'm going to give you whatever you want. That's not what it says. It doesn't say pray with persistence and I'm going to grant your every wish. That's not what it says. It does say pray about everything and he is going to give us the Holy Spirit. It says, I'm going to give you the peace. I'm going to give you God's peace. You're going to experience God's peace. It doesn't say I'm going to grant your every request, but he does promise to give us the Holy Spirit and to give us the peace that can only come from God. In 1 John Chapter five, verse 14, it says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. God cares for us so much that he wants to hear every single detail of our lives. And according to that scripture, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And all we have to do is ask for that. Ask for God to show you what his will is and he is going to hear us. He cares for you so much and he wants to hear every single detail of your life. He wants to be bothered. In 1 Thessalonians 5, um, it's one of the shortest verses in the Bible, but it says, pray continuously. Or I think another version says, pray without ceasing. It's so short, 
But I love verses like this because it gives us clear instruction. It says, pray continuously, not just when you feel like it, not just when you need help, not just, you know, in this instance, but it says, bother him all the time. He wants to hear about those things. Prayer is an action that changes your heart. You aren't going to change God's mind about something. He knows what you need better than you do. But prayer, it might change your mind. Talking to God might change your mind. It will do something in your heart that's going to give you the peace that Jesus promises us. So new song, what space do you need to clear in your life to be able to hear the voice of God? What is something maybe that's getting in the way? Is it something that you need to confess? Is it something um, that's a distraction? What kind of a space do you need to clear to hear that voice of God? So I want to leave you with this new song. God's going to be fine if you don't pray. God does not need you to pray. He's not sitting up there in heaven thinking, okay, Stephanie, let's go. I need you to ask for this so I can do it. That's, that's not my job. I need you to pray. Like he's not asking us to pray so that he can act. God is God. He can act. Now, should we pray? Absolutely. God's going to be fine if we don't pray, but are we going to be? Are we going to be okay? Are we going to have the change of heart that comes with that prayer? It's for us. Prayer is for us and for our hearts. It's communicating with God. So what space do you need to clear? Maybe that's getting rid of those distractions. Maybe that's asking for help. New song, we would be happy to help you here at at the church. All you have to do is let us know. All you have to do is let us know. We actually have something for you. Now we've handed these out before, these little um, personal prayer guides. So if you have come to New Song for a while, we've handed these out before. We handed them out just this past January during our 21 days of prayer. But this is a great place to start. This little personal prayer guide, it has prayers that you can pray. It has a little area where you can journal. If you're still not sure where to start, grab one of these on your way out today. They're going to be in baskets on a table in the lobby. But all you need to do is just let us know, New Song, if you need help, if you need a place to start, pick up one of these. New Song, would you go ahead and stand up with me this morning? God's here. He is right here in this room. He's here with us. He's here waiting to speak to you. Let him into your heart. Let him speak to your mind. Let him fill your heart with his peace. Maybe you have never prayed before. Maybe that's not something that you have ever done before. And that's something you want to experience today. Maybe that's that relationship is something that you want to experience for the first time. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is ask him. That's one of those prayers. If you want a relationship with Jesus and you ask him for it and you pray and ask him for it, you are going to get an immediate response. And it is going to be yes, every single time. If you want that relationship with Jesus, I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and close your eyes, bow your heads, and everybody's eyes are closed. This is something that's between you and God. If you want that relationship with Jesus for the first time, why don't you just go ahead and shoot your hand up real high. Awesome, awesome. Maybe there's some of you that just need a reset. Maybe you need just that restart in your communication with God. Maybe it's like when the internet goes out and the tech guy tells you, hey, you just need to unplug it and plug it back in. Do you need God to speak to your heart? Do you need to be re-plugged in to Jesus? 
If that's something you want this morning, if you want that restart, that better communication with God, go ahead and raise your hand, new song. Go ahead and raise your hand. Awesome. For those of you, if you want that first time relationship with Jesus, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray here in just a second. You can go ahead and pray that prayer along with me. It can be in your heart. It can be out loud. It doesn't matter. But just pray this prayer. Talk to God in your heart. Lord Jesus, I want a better relationship with you. I want to communicate with you constantly. I confess my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart, Lord. Take complete control of my life. Help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. For anyone who needed that restart this morning, God, I just pray that you would open lines of communication, that you would open their hearts to hear your voice. God, block the non-God thoughts, block the distractions, God, and just speak to us daily. God, we ask that you would help us to listen. Give us the posture of our hearts to listen and just to receive the peace that you promise us. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your desire for a relationship with us. Now, maybe some of you, you just need that time. Maybe you've never asked God to speak to your heart before. Go ahead and ask him. Just ask him to speak to your heart. Maybe there's something that you're going through. You've been searching for an answer. Maybe there's a problem that you need solved. Maybe there's something that you've been talking to him about for a while and you just need to hear from him. Go ahead and ask him to speak to you right now. Give your heart the opportunity to listen. God, we thank you this morning. We thank you for the people that have entered into a relationship with you for the first time. God, we know you are celebrating with that and we know you have answered that prayer. God, I thank you so much for my New Song Church family, the opportunity that you've given me just to um, speak through you. Father, we thank you just for this week and I pray for every single person in this room that you would just bless them as they go about their week. God, I pray that you would continue to allow them to listen, to allow them to just hear what you have to say to them. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to worship together and come together as a church family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. New song, I hope you were encouraged today by what you learned. We want to equip you. So if you want to grab one of those next... uh, Pray first books out in the lobby. Go ahead and do that. If you accepted Jesus for the first time, go ahead and fill out one of those connection cards. We want to celebrate that with you. But New Song, we love you. We're praying for you and we hope you have a great week. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life. And we would love to continue on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org connect. 
thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week. Thank you.